0: Coming up on your favorite podcast, we finally got my guy Ty figured out. We've got him here. He's on the pod tonight with us. Got to talk about a lot of things, breaking news, the John Rahm stuff, and, you know, I get into it a little bit with Ty here on this, but just a bad day for professional golf. It's a great day for John Rahm, great day for live golf, bad day for pro golf in general, bad day for fans of pro golf, um... Just It's not great. It's it's got a horrible vibe to it. What can I say? We spend time talking about that before we get into picks. We get into our football picks for the week. It is a good solid hour and eight-minute pod. We hope you enjoy it. It is coming up next. Hi, me on the pod. Hey, it's the Tim Anderson Podcast. I'm Tim. And I can't see him because we've had all kinds of technical issues Ty and I have had over the last few days trying to get him on this podcast but we are audio only but I'm assuming Ty you are somewhere in your palatial estate just a few miles up the road I can't see you I don't know what you're drinking I don't know what you're up to but are you
1: there I think we've podcasted enough times that you can kind of picture it right
0: yeah, I can kind of see what's behind you, I think. I got those nice big windows, it's dark out, and that's the other thing. It's winter, it's dark out. Like, who cares? Who who cares if I can't see you and you can't see me?
1: Who cares? Right. Well, I've spent countless hours trying to figure this out, and Tim figured it out for me in about five minutes, so, so here we are.
0: I'm happy to be here with you. We have got so much to talk about. So much. It's not even, it, it's not even funny. We've got picks to do tonight. Uh currently the 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 Patriots are are beating the Steelers within in the uh they've called it the headless horseman bowl because uh you got two guy, two teams without quarterbacks playing tonight in Mitch Trubisky and Bailey Zappi, and and certainly gotta be exactly what Al Michaels was hoping for tonight. That's for sure. Um no sure he's having a great time. Uh so that's happening tonight. Uh we got, you know, the Vikes are coming off a bye. You and I haven't had a chance to talk after last week's football stuff. We had, you know, the uh Eagles Niners stuff. We, we, I mean, just so much to get Tiger played last week. We've got so much to talk about with you.
1: Happy to be here. Let's get into it.
0: All right. We have to address, since we are, you know, we, you and I are golf. We've done golf pods. Some of our most listened to podcasts in the history of this show have been golf pods. So we got to lead with it. Leading story as I try to get the cat back on my coat, my Pepsi Zero. Here we go. Uh, Breaking news. Ready? John Rahm has signed with Live Golf. Live Golf, they're talking, it's in the neighborhood of three years, 300 plus million base, but they think this could get up to 500 some million. He will own, I put that in air quotes, he will (laughs) captain own his own team starting this season coming up in 2024. And it sounds like it's not done yet. The word on the street is that he is going to have basically uh, his choice of guys, that he's going to take guys from the tour. It sounds like some of the rumors I'm hearing, and again, they're just rumors. Uh, Jason Day uh, is being rumored as a possible guy, Adrian Moronk uh, rumored as a possible guy. You know, they've been rumoring Cantley for months. So who knows? Uh, but John Rom, it is official. He was wearing the live jacket. Uh, in no doubt, one of the great NWO heel turns, uh, of all time. Uh, it's probably right up there with, you know, like Hollywood Hulk Hogan bash at the beach, 1996. It's right there with, uh, uh, you don't know these terms. This is wrestling terminology, but great heel turns. This is Randy Savage at the main event, 1989 mega powers explode. That's what this is. It's a big deal, uh, to lose John Rahm for the PGA tour. And and I don't know what it all means, but that's why I kind of want to break it down with you. So let's first start with your initial reaction. The rumors have been out there for like a week, week and a half. Yeah. Your initial reaction to hearing it be confirmed this afternoon. And then of course, to see him tonight on the different news circuits interviewed with Faraday. He's wearing a live jacket. He's shaking Greg Norman's hand. Your thoughts.
1: Yeah. It's depressing, Tim. We jumped on an emergency podcast. what, six, seven months ago. And we kind of put this whole issue to bed because they were merging. We didn't know, we didn't totally know what that meant, but we, we kind of thought it meant there weren't going to be a lot of big defections because they were going to be, you know, living in synchrony, right? They were going to be able to cross over. we we thought, or live was just going to kind of cease. And then this happens. <laughs> really nothing happened between then and now, which makes sense based off the timeline and the live season and all of that. You know, it's, it's a season race similar to the PGA tour. Yep. I don't care about the people that you mentioned, Moronk and Cantley. not um, They can have them. I don't care, but Rom's a, a big deal. He's, he's in that top three of not necessarily. Do we care? He might be number one as far as do we care? It's, it's at least debatable. Uh, but in terms of being a news story, he's certainly top three. I think Rory would be the number one news story, right? Because that would be the ultimate 180.
0: That would be the ultimate heel turn, wouldn't it? That would be, <laughs> that would be the biggest bad guy turn you've ever seen.
1: But next to that, this is the biggest one, right? I don't know that I would have been any more surprised if Speeth or you know, JT, whatever, um, would have had made that had made that jump Scotty Scheffler I don't know now I've talked about this on pa- on past podcasts I don't know that these European guys grew up with the, the PGA Tour as much as the American guys did so there's that caveat to everything that you know they didn't grow up idolizing American golfers who were playing on American soil necessarily all the time. He may have grown up idolizing Seve who played a lot in Europe. Um, So the PGA tour is not as ingrained as in what he was trying to do. It certainly was the largest, uh, you know, the place he could make the most money and where the best golf was being played. So obviously he came over here and played golf, but I don't know that there's those ties. Um, yeah, it's, it's big news. I, I mentioned to you right before we hopped on that I've gotten a lot of text messages about this because I'm kind of the, the, um, token golf guy in my friends group and everyone wants to get my reaction. And my reaction has been very simply. I'm not, I don't like golf right now. I'm not interested in golf. Um, this Except playing, golf. just playing golf. Yeah, That's, right. That's <laughs> let, let's, let's put the two apart. Um, it, it just, it's depressing. And I was already kind of leaning towards, I just, yeah. of course I'll be excited about the Masters when it gets closer. Of course I'll watch. But I have no interest in watching the weekly stuff. I didn't watch a single second other than highlights of Tiger playing at the Hero. I'm just down on golf right now. And it's it's nothing with me. It's all the landscape. And there's just nothing really to be excited about. And that's too bad.
0: Yeah, I, I it's one of those things where I do feel like there's a lot of guys who won. You know, rich guys got rich going to live. PGA Tour guys got richer because purses got bigger. Uh, but I think everybody else lost. Corporate sponsors lost. Fans lost. Um, integrity lost. the, You know, credibility lost. Everything lost except for, you know, a handful of rich country club guys got even richer. Uh, and that's just sort of the way this goes. Um, the only thing that really, I mean, look, guys are going to go do what they want to go do. And and I'm not going to try to judge. Like I know Zach in the text chain, uh, you know, likened me to, uh, dying on the cross for this issue and that, Oh, I'm being really high and mighty and holier than thou about that, which by the way, Zach can kiss my ass on that one. I love Zach, but he can kiss my ass on that. But, um, but what I'm saying here is this. Fine, go make your money. But here's where I have the problem. And this is, again, where I wish people would just listen to the nuance of my argument. When you stand there on TV as many times as John Rahm did in the last year and a half and say, I am the tour guy. You can't pay me enough money. I've got more money than I need right now. I'm about legacy. I'm about pledging my fealty to the PGA Tour. I'm, you know, I, 54 holes in three rounds and no cut. That's not golf to me. I want real competition, uh, X, Y, and Z. And it turns out it's just nonsense. Like that's the problem is that you can no longer take anybody, literally anybody, athletes, politicians, actors, people at their word, their word officially means Nothing. And that's a problem. I'm I'm continuing to tell people that that is a problem. If you want to go make your money, go make your money. DJ didn't lie about it. You know, he didn't lie. He just said, yeah, I'm taking the money. Kepka took the money. At least he didn't lie about it. Now, what he's lied about, what those guys lie about, is that they're growing the game of golf. That's lying. Yeah, Right? They are lying. But they're at least not lying about why they left. I mean, John Rom's lying. He just lied for a year and a half. And you can say, well, he's got a right to change his mind. And he absolutely does. But he needs to stand there and say, yeah, it turns out money is really important to me. I did lie about that. It turns out I do have a price. Sorry. You know, but I, I thought I couldn't be bought. Turns out I can be bought. That, that's it. That's all I'm saying. And again, everybody loses. Fans lose. The tournaments lose. Everybody loses. Everybody. Except John Rahm. And the Live Golf Tour and the PGA tour probably. They lose, but they're not going to lose. Because they're going to just continue to, you know, exclude more guys and pay the top guys even more money to keep them. And we're going to get a fractured, just we're going to get two really watered down, crappy tours instead of one really good one. It's very frustrating. Uh, so that's, that's the initial ROM thought. Let me ask you about kind of where this changed. The framework deal gets announced in June. You and I, you mentioned it. We come on the pod. We talk about it. We think we put this to bed. Uh, nothing has happened since the framework hasn't been put together. They dropped the lawsuits, but here we are. Does this mean, in your opinion, we're closer to a, a deal, or are we even further apart?
1: The money suggests that we're further apart because what business does Live have giving John Rom this much money if they would have had him anyway in a year? That that part really baffles me. Yeah, and I love hearing that it's six hundred million dollars. The last week and then being like, well, it's $300 million, but there's all this stuff could, you know, could be worth up to $600 million. The ownership of a live team, you know, I liken that to uh, having shares in the
0: Green Bay Packers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'll, I'll give the Packers fans credit. That's worth a little more than, than, uh, than owning a live team. I'll liken it to being sold season tickets for the Minnesota Vikings and being told, well, you got to pay this. $2,500 $2500 seat licensing fee but this is going to appreciate. This is this is an asset. You're going to make money off this. <laughs> and then friends of mine, you know, basically just surrendering their tickets back to the Minnesota Vikings and getting nothing for their seat license. Um it's worth nothing. Um Yeah, turns out he does have a price. Like you said, that that I don't need to hear anything else. All I heard was we're going to give you so much money you can't say no, and a friend of John Rom, JJ Watt, essentially confirmed that and said, "If he said no to that, I would drive over to him, his house and force him to say yes to it because that's just too much money." Confirmed it. You, everybody has a price.
0: It's true. I think that's absolutely the fact. So does that? So you think we're further away from a deal? We're not close even though it sounds like Monahan is meeting with Yasser right now. Although if they're meeting right now, I mean, the first conversation I'd have is what the hell I, <laughs> I did thought we thought we had a framework deal in place. Do we not? Or is this all just part of the grand plan where even in a couple of months, we'll see Rory McElroy playing in a live event because that's part of the deal. These, it is, it, I mean, just where do you, where do you see this? I mean, you say that we're far apart, but like, I don't know, like they're meeting right now. What could they possibly be talking about?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure. And that's where that's just further going to fracture everything is if they're, if they do all of a sudden announce the framework and the deal does come together and all of a sudden they're able to cross over you're Rory McElroy, you're holding your hand out, right? You're Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, your hands out like, Hey, come on now. I know you're having these elevated events and I know we have the, um, you know, player impact program and all this. That's nice. It's nice that the purses have gone up, but it's not 600 million. It's not 300, 400, $500 million at once. I, I just think that the amount of this deal, unless, unless of course they come to a deal and Rom can't sign it fast enough in it. And it, falls apart that way. But the the amount of loot in this deal to me suggests that we're far away from, or or the deal wasn't what we thought it was in the first place. It was just, hey, we'll kind of work together. There's not going to be a lot of crossover. We're still going to be competing entities, but drop the lawsuits. Maybe that's the case. And John Rahm is now um, further apart from the PGA Tour than we thought he would be six months ago um, when this deal was announced and and I can't even think of his name I was going to say Yasser Arafat but I know that's not he's right. dead
0: yeah he's long and dead.
1: and uh, Jay Monahan hopped on Fox News or wherever and uh, and announced this to America just we're so lucky to be golf fans man oh, yeah
0: just what a gift
1: what are just gift always looking out for us you you said it though. This has been sold to us as this is for growing the game. This is good for everybody. Even the people, even the Sun Saturday, the weekend warriors who play golf. That's a lie. That is all a lie. I am a big fan of golf. You are a big fan of golf. And mm-hmm. our interest is waning fast.
0: Couldn't wane faster. I have I, no intentions of watching anything other than major championships.
1: I can't imagine the casual fan is far behind us can't
0: wait to send a letter to jay monahan not that he would care but i would send a letter to him saying i hope you're happy because as a guy who has attended the 3m open and been a good supporter of the tour and i think has been a longtime watcher of it on tv i'm out i'm not yep. going like and i'm you've not doing it
1: the, the Ryder cup too
0: i've attended the Ryder cup i've been to these things i've been to the i've been to all these events we sit here and promote their product It's not gonna happen anymore. At one point on a weekly basis. Not gonna happen anymore. Like it's over. And I how does Jay Monahan he's gotta we've he's gotta leave, right? Like he's gotta we can no longer it's very clear that after this framework deal was announced, kind of behind the back of the players, that guys got turned off. Like I really feel like that was the it might have been like the best thing for the PGA Tour, but it was the death blow, right? Because it even showed that the PGA Tour was on the wrong... Was, they, they had their hand out too. That they wanted that live money more than anything. And I think that turned off the guys like Rom and they're like, well, hell, if the Tour told me to stay and be loyal, but then they had their hand out, then why can't I go have my hand out? And if you put it to me from that perspective totally get it because the tour has been so asleep at the wheel and then so smug and arrogant the last five, six months and so chesty. And I, you just, there's not like, you're so, so tone deaf that like, you're kind of sitting there going, you know what? Maybe you guys aren't the, like I said, you're not the holier than thou entity you claim to be. You're just as in bed with them as, as everybody else. And this will come to pass in a matter of time that Liv basically already now officially owns professional golf. That the Saudi government owns professional golf. Is that possible?
1: Yeah, it is. We're seeing it come to fruition. Like I said, it's sad. It's just, it, it We weren't sure what it was six months ago, um, but it's just becoming more and more clear that it was a sad day for golf. It was a sad day for golf fans. And, you know, I've been told so many times that professional sports are about the fans. It wouldn't be possible without the fans. And it's just, it's just not true.
0: The uh, live golf guys are going to try to prove that because they're going to continue to get no ratings and pay a lot of money.
1: (laughs) Are they still on like QCTV or
0: no (laughs) QCTV wouldn't take them. You kidding me? They're on, they're still on the CW for next year so and and nobody watched it nobody watched it so it's like I here's the problem that they're running into and this is the thing that I did have to tell people about because I'm included in this right and baseball has this problem too to a certain extent it's a niche sport that's number one as much as these guys want to act like they're big stars they're niche guys it's a niche sport it's not a it's not a football it's not it's not european soccer it's not It's not, it's not the NBA, you know, it's, it's none of those sports. It's not, they think it is, but it's not right. And the audience that watches golf on TV is an older audience. Those are people that are not interested in a split tour. Like they're just not. And it's out of sight, out of mind. Old people, like they love Phil Mickelson, but I promise you they don't miss Phil Mickelson. Like, they're good, and they're not going to invest all this stuff. This older audience will die off, and everybody's like, well, the young kids are going to like live." They don't. The kids in my class, they don't. The the students that I teach don't even watch full NBA games. You know, they they catch the highlights. They look at stats. They don't care. If you ask them what golf do they watch, they'll tell you it's Bob Does Sports. It's Good Good. It's Grant Horvat. It's Micah Morris. They don't watch the tour. They don't watch live guys. So they just have this inflated opinion of themselves. And the truth of the matter is their audience is old, aging, dying, and also living on a rather skimpy budget during tough economic times. And they would much rather spend their weekends playing golf than watching it. And, I don't know when they're going to figure that out. Maybe the Saudis have to lose multiple billion dollars before they figure that out. Because they will. They've already lost probably a billion dollars. They're going to lose another billion. No problem. And maybe after that, they'll
1: figure it out. I wouldn't be surprised if they've lost five plus billion. They've paid a lot of money to players. I know not everybody got $100 million like DJ. I get that but they've dumped a lot of money into this product and they have not gotten a single dime back. I can guarantee that there are no ratings. There are the sponsors cannot be paying them a ton of money. These sponsors are not stupid. They're playing at amazing golf courses. I say that sarcastically.
0: Yeah. Everybody gets excited because all they're playing JCB next year in London. It's like great. Another exclusive club that nobody gets to play really great. That'll get them out there. Oh, yeah, they'll come in droves to go to another exclusive club that they can't get into. That's all golf needs. That's how you grow the sport.
1: You should just play all Trump courses and call it the Trump Tour. Just
0: play all Trump courses. Go play JCB. Play Trump Turnberry. Just go out and have a great time. Go play all these rich courses because that's what you want anyway. You don't care if the fans are there.
1: I would. It's I never would been above that. I would tune in if I got to see Donald Trump drive his golf cart across the green. I I would. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess I'd tune in for that too. I I want to <laughs> see him shoot 68 like he says he can. Guys, 80 years old. There ain't nobody who can. Sh- there ain't no 80 year old who can <laughs> shoot in the 60s. No chance. Fuck yourself. There ain't no way. I mean, gosh, damn. I mean, Joe Biden at 82 actually looks like an 82-year-old. Can't string together seven sentences, falls downstairs. That's what most 82-year-olds do. They don't go out and shoot 68. <laughs> Guarantee you he ain't shooting 68. Not with that golf swing. Probably not shooting his age. He's probably not Not with that golf swing, he ain't. I'll tell you that. It's one of the seven. Charles Barkley's got a better swing.
1: What did uh, Kim Jong, was it Kim Jong? Yeah, Kim Jong really?
0: said he shot like 25 on a golf round once because he had like 17 holes in one. Or he had like 10,
1: <laughs> 10 And, and there one. were people there to confirm it.
0: Oh, of course. tons of it. people to confirm it. Well, it's really easy to confirm something when you have a gun to your head. It's really yeah. easy to do that. I'm fine that I've seen everything if that happened. They'd be like, what'd you see here? Anything you want me to see, sir? <laughs> Whatever you got, man. Oh my God.
1: I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> what did well, i would shoot? talk
0: i would talk golf ball rollback with you but now i feel like it's too negative
1: yeah. we're too
0: sad we're too sad now should we talk football instead
1: yeah let's do it oh, so, okay so he shot 34 30
0: 30- <laughs> and how many holes in one
1: did he have um looking for that did it say I that I, I, it. I think yeah, they confirmed that it does what did <laughs> um what did it say
0: My guy, Kim Jong, had five holes in one. I had six. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with it. it had five holes in one. Five holes in one. Same size. <laughs> the guy was
1: incredible. I I don't mean, know how many par threes did he play? Uh, what a, first of all, off
0: the tee, I mean, he's a little guy, or he was a little guy. Stripe show, though. I mean, just a stripe show. You just you, you were in awe of how far he could drive it. Blown away. The live guys would pay him billions.
1: Anyway, <laughs> or no, sorry. I, another article says 11 hole at once,
0: 11 holes. In, oh,
1: and it was the first, it was the first time he's ever played. Yeah, <laughs> That's what this article says. <laughs> he's got to, well, what would, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's do the math. Okay. So we <laughs> gave $600 million to John Rom. Sure did. And he shoots like 65 on average. What would we pay for Kim Jong?
0: Um, I yeah. would. I, I think that um, your guy um, Yasser would just show up with a blank check. <laughs> yeah. He'd say, "Kim, whatever you think you're worth, why don't you just go ahead and fill that in?" You I know,
1: would, know, and we'll okay. take care of it. If we actually got to see, is it Kim Jong Un? If we actually got to see Kim Jong Un play golf, I would watch, even I, on. I think it was Kim
0: Jong-il because he's now dead and it's Kim Jong-un who runs North Korea. But I don't think Kim Jong-un plays a lot of golf. Okay. Have you seen him? He's a little bit more portly. I don't believe he's as. (laughs) Right. He's a bit more jolly. I don't think he cares about what he shoots. I mean, I think he cares. I don't think he plays a lot of golf.
1: Yeah, it was Kim Jong-il. Yep. Well, this was, his, this was his first time, apparently.
0: First time, yeah. He was like in his 60s out there playing golf. And before you knew it, he was like, ah, this is nothing. It's easy stuff. <laughs> that's why I don't, what, I don't know why they make a big stink about all this. This is pretty easy stuff. Probably never played again. Well, listen, let's be honest. If you had 11 holes in one, <laughs> I wouldn't play again. I'd be like, what more do I have to prove? <laughs> I already proved I'm the greatest player to ever play golf. What? Mo- Not even Tiger can touch me.
1: I'm the best <laughs> player of all time. Our listeners out at home, if you haven't read the story, you gotta look it up because there is direct quotes from people who were there, and they're like, "It was the greatest thing I've ever seen," (laughs) (laughs) and absolutely legitimate. It's pretty funny.
0: There was a picture of like of that guy's family being held shown to him, like, "Hey, just so you know, how good was his round today? Let us
1: know (laughs) as I shake this Polaroid."
0: What's happening?
1: Very good. Very, Very
0: good. Oh, my Lord. That's, you wouldn't play, if you had two holes in one and a round, if you had two in a round, you'd never play golf again. <laughs> Admit it. If you're over at TPC Twin Cities, I'd be like, you know what? I'm all done. I'm going to need my membership money back. Um, two holes in one today. That's all I can do. Best player out here. I piss excellence.
1: You know, what more do you want? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I don't want to get worked up, but (laughs) I was having this conversation with Kayla recently. good. So I pay four bucks a month for hole-in-one insurance.
0: Four bucks a month for hole-in-one? So what does that get I didn't even have a choice.
1: It just means if you get a hole-in-one, everybody at the club can drink on you, no cost to you. Wow. And you get a plaque and you get other stuff, but. There you go. I don't know. Four bucks a month seems steep.
0: Eh, But you think of how much a round of of drinks is going to be after you get that hole-in-one at that place. Those drinks aren't cheap. A transfusion, there's what, $15? Yeah, let's say 100 people. 100 people, let's say, let's just, let's be generous. Let's just say it's $8 a drink. It's probably more than that. Probably. That's $800. I'd say you're getting off easy. All right. I'm convinced. Well, think about that. I mean, what, four times 10, that's $40.
1: But what are the chances I'm going to get one?
0: I don't know, but that's $48 a year to cover yourself on an $800 bar tab.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like your insurance,
0: you understand how this
1: works. Yeah, I am going to get one, but so it's, it's going to hurt them, but I'm sure there are people there who won't get one, so.
0: And they're counting on it just like you count on it in the insurance business. We're going to assume that we're not going to get a lot of holes in one and that this is going to end up being a net profit for us. And hopefully we don't have to eat the $800 bar tab
1: on holes in one. Just think of what would happen if I got two. Oh, my God.
0: I, I mean, they might have to get to get rid of somebody's membership. <laughs> Or they might have to raise the rates. Raise the rates, yeah. Everybody's up $10. Yeah. Anyway,
1: just, I, I just wanted to bounce that off you. Yeah.
0: I think, so Kayla thinks you shouldn't have to pay it. She thinks it's steep, yeah. She thinks it's
1: steep. Yeah. She'd rather just pay the bar tab.
0: But you did tell her what the bar
1: tab is, right? Like what it would be. I mean, we didn't do the math, but.
0: You might need to find out what the average cost of a beer is, and is it during happy hour? I'm assuming you guys don't have a happy hour over there at the
1: TPC. Yeah, there's happy hour. There's deals all the time.
0: Happy hour. What's yeah. a beer cost
1: there roughly? A uh, draft beer, like six bucks, like six, seven bucks. Yeah,
0: six, seven bucks. All right. And I'm assuming then, if everybody, if you buy just a beer, all right, maybe it's if you got to assume a hundred people, six hundred dollars. I mean who could say? I mean, what if I what if you take me out and I get the hole in one? See, I still need you to cover that cuz I ain't got 600.
1: <laughs> That's a I'll have to ask that question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah,
0: does the insurance count to everybody in your party?
1: I doubt it. My guess is no.
0: I got so off lucky with right. my
1: hole in one. We we should tell the story. I bought two pitchers of beer after my see, hole in
0: one. See, because you shouldn't be enforced to buy everybody in the bar a drink.
1: Right. I I wouldn't. I mean, well. It
0: should be everybody in your party, and even then that's kind of a silly rule, but I did buy everybody in my party a soda. A soda? Okay. Or a or a beer. I did get a beer. Some some guys wanted a beer.
1: So what did it cost you? I think mine cost me about 25 bucks. Mine cost me about 20 bucks. My hole in one.
0: 20 bucks. I'm going to guess that my if I get another hole in one in this lifetime, it will cost me much more because I, I feel I like second hole in one, I feel like a second hole in one's got to go further.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I was pretty poor at the time, so I, I wasn't buying drinks for everybody at majestic Oaks, but I would, um, by the way, broke for life, still poor. Don't, don't ask me for money, but I'm um, waiting for
0: John Rahm to <laughs> buy some insurance from you.
1: I would buy, I mean, I would certainly extend the arm to everyone standing around me at the bar.
0: (laughs) So as long as your hand is on the bar, you're in. So people are running up to the bar, getting their hand on that thing.
1: And and let's go back. You and I are going to get another hole in one. We play golf enough, hit enough greens. You
0: you play on a hard enough golf course, though, where I think it's gonna be harder for you to pull off a hole in one. Yeah,
1: but I don't just play there. I play.
0: I'm there. convinced when I go play it at the Viking swamp one more year, like they say they're going to be open next year. So we'll see what happens. Or I'm going to go out to Falcon Ridge where the greens are flat and the pins are accessible. And I, you know, I think it's
1: possible. I think it's doable. I think it's I, doable I, that I can get one more. You play enough golf. You will have multiple hole in ones. I would, right. I would be interested to see what odds you'd give me on you having a hole in one this next season. I would take you having one. Well, what odds would you get me if wow. you were taking not having one?
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting one. Like, I really don't. Look, I had one. I think I'm a better player than I was when I got the hole in one. Same. Yep. And I don't think I've been all that close. I mean, I've, I've hit a couple to within about three or four feet. But I don't believe, and I've dunked some from off the, I mean, from the fairway. Yeah. Like, I've made some eagles. I've probably made like four Eagles where I've dunked from a hundred yards or 120 yards. Um, like this year, I think I dunked from 120 um at ponds at the end of the year. So that was kind of cool. But again, just something about the par threes. I don't know what I would have to do there to to get a hole in one. I just haven't been very close. I haven't played par threes very well.
1: Like, do you think like would you go as far as ten
0: to one? 10 to 1? Yeah, I, I, 10 to 1 is a good odds, I think. I, I would t- I would
1: I would take that bet that you would get one at 10 I, to 1. 10 Easy.
0: to 1, I think it's I, you know, it's probably like 1000 to 1. Like I don't think I would get a in
1: <sighs> one. All right. But I'm not ready I, to give you a 1000. No. <laughs> oh. You and I should make that bet at 10 to 1.
0: We should make a little Yeah, 10 to 1. Okay, I think we could talk about that. Now, what if you get one before I do? Cuz you're a better play. You're a better hitter than I. You 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 have <laughs> You are a stripe show with the irons. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. Will yeah. you get a simulator hole-in-one on the Trackman this
1: winter? I... There is a decent chance. So let me ask you this. This is great radio, by the way. This is good uh,
0: radio. We're talking. What do you want from us? We can't see each other for Christ's sake. What do you want?
1: So they they also have a, a non-Trackman simulator at the TPC, and Ooh. I hadn't ever ventured over there, like walked around the corner and looked, it looks like the nicest simulator I've ever seen in my life.
0: Is it one of them golf zone ones? Or about golf, zone? golf. About golf. Yeah, that's the one that I think is at, um, Ponds has that kind of, I think. Okay. I don't know if it's about golf, but it's that's close. one word.
1: It's called about golf. It's and really it's nice, the one at the Ponds. Amazing looking. By the way, I took Bradley the other day. Yeah. And he, you know, he hit balls, but eventually he just ended up playing like, you know, putt-putt games like they have, like, you can play beer pong, you can play like all these weird games. And then putt-putt where you're like playing through this laboratory where if you, you know, go through the floor, you fall in acid. It's pretty cool.
0: That's That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of like playing the Angry Birds at Top Golf.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's that's exactly what he he asked if they had Angry Birds. So I just went on about golf's website. They're premium golf simulators. 10 grand. 25. I would grand? guess more.
0: 20. You think 20 grand?
1: I mean, a track man itself is 30 grand.
0: That's a good point. Damn it. How about um, there is a place that's just opened right by us, Tyus, that has golf zone yeah. ones, the ones from Korea, where they have the, where they adjust the lies, apparently. Like it moves to sidehill lies and stuff like that. Are you
1: talking about the one at Maine in 65? Yeah. Okay, I haven't been now, in there.
0: Now, it's like, yeah, it's like 50 bucks an hour. It's expensive. But I'm interested to go try it once because it's so close to the house and just want to see if it's any good.
1: Yeah. This says their cheapest golf simulator is $22,500. Most expensive setups is $130,000.
0: A drop in the well.
1: <laughs> A drop in the well, time. I mean, at that cost, you, you get two, you know, so yes. you don't have to wait. You get, <laughs> exactly.
0: Come on now. A drop in the bucket.
1: Anyway, (laughs) I mean, I laugh, but I do have a pool.
0: (laughs) You do. And I don't have one.
1: Yeah.
0: And you do have a pickleball court. I do. And it's nice. This summer, I'm committed to playing outdoor pickleball with you once a week on your court.
1: Are you good? Are you a uh, racket sports guy?
0: I'm not really. I mean, like, I tried to play a little tennis when I was younger and I would bang a tennis ball up against the side of my house as sort of a way to kind of so get up and get it. That. Yeah. My parents loved it, but it, you know, I would, you know, I would do all kinds of stuff. Cause I didn't have, you know, I was it's just what you do when you're a nerd at your house and you're nine and 10 years old and you're trying to play sports and you were just obsessed with sports, but you didn't always have somebody to go play sports with. So a lot of tennis up against the side of the house, a lot of me pitching against the side of the house. A lot of me, uh, you know, doing, you know, I had a really old crappy set of golf clubs that occasionally I would go hit a plastic ball and try to hit it in the air and, I mean, I would always be working on something. I was always trying to do something. I don't know where that person went. I think he died, uh, that young person of mine. Um, (laughs) But but that's what I would always do. And so I've always, but I never had the coordination. Whenever we would get on a real court, all of a sudden, like I couldn't hit the tennis ball over the net. I'd always hit it too hard. Um, I like pickleball when I've played it in when I've played it at the school during like staff development times and stuff. Where occasionally we'll step downstairs for an hour and try to cool off, have a little fun. Sometimes we'll play a little pickleball. And that's fun, but I need to learn how to play it more because we have one lady in our school, a teacher who is just a freaking berserker when it comes to pickleball. She like goes and plays and mixed doubles tournaments and she's, you know, making money, you know, she's, she's cutting class on a Friday because she's got a major pickleball tournament to get to. It's like, really? Jesus. Yeah. She's a machine. Um, and I've seen her like, cause they'll live stream some of her pickleball events and you're like that, that chick's nuts, but cool. Yeah, it is cool, but it makes me want to go out and do something in the summer to keep my golf sharp. I feel like I need distractions, so maybe a pickleball distraction once a week would be good for my golf. Well, game.
1: I'll, I'll teach you how to play, and then I'll kick your ass just so I can get even with you kicking my ass in golf.
0: You kick my ass all the time at golf. What are you talking bull about?
1: Shit, that is it's ridiculous. Shit. I beat you for sure once, maybe twice in the last five years. You beat me at TPC. No, I don't think I did. No, 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 no. You, you beat, beat me at TPC. TPC. No. You beat no. me at Olympic Hills. No,
0: I. Yes, you beat me at Olympic Hills. You kicked my ass at Olympic Hills. I was terrible that day.
1: The one I for sure can confirm is I beat you at Troyburn. But you beat you me at Troyburn. But you definitely, Troy... remember, TPC ended up shooting like 82. And I, I, I shot. Shoot like okay at, 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 at 80, you shoot okay at 89. 80, I don't know. You dusted 89? me at TPC, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you,
0: you whipped my ass at Olympic Hills. Whipped it. Uh, I, I mean, I was 10 shots behind you at, at, Olympic Hills. Um, Hazeltine. I think I got you at Hazeltine, you but it wasn't me, by yeah. much, but it yeah. was a close, it was a fight. I, I yeah. mean, it was a battle. You and I were waging war, uh, at Hazeltine. Every time we step up and play a nice course, I usually lose. Usually lose. So stop all this. Stop this nonsense. (laughs) Oh, I'm a hack. I'm a chop. I'm this, that, the other thing. As you stripe (sighs) it 315 down the middle. Ridiculous.
1: By the way, uh, Trackman Simulator, I cannot hit a drive over 275. It's impossible.
0: So what you're saying is they're using a rolled back golf ball.
1: mm, It's possible. (laughs) I can either confirm or deny I got to bring it. It's not cost effective for you and I to play there because I can play there for free. Free. in Let me
0: drag you over to the I've been playing in the Ponds Winter Sim League with Pat, my guy, Pat, and we've done pretty well, although we got robbed last week. Robbed. Absolutely robbed. Theft. Cheaters. Villainous band of thieves. What were their handicaps? Well, they didn't play with handicaps. They play by age from different tee boxes. So like if you're older, you play up. If you're younger, you play back a little bit. They got the info wrong. They made us play from 6,500, which was fine because Pat and I freaking blistered the course. We shot 57 in a scramble. We kicked that course's ass. Only to have guys playing from up tees who are younger than us shoot 56. (laughs) Like, what a crock of shit. I mean, and to the point where I don't like to complain a lot, but I complain about this because I'm like, man, that's bull. I hate it. So... We got elderly robbed, but other than that, we've won money every week. And this week, Payne's Valley. We're playing Payne's Valley on the sim.
1: Ooh, so you need to send me some sim. I mean, I know they're not all the same, but I scroll through these golf courses. I don't know what to play. I played uh, Craig's Ranch yesterday. That was, yeah, why would
0: you do that? That course stinks. It was all right. They probably have all the TPC courses over there.
1: Not all of them. I, was, I thought I was... I, now, I haven't tried the About Golf one, but I thought I was told that you could play... TPC Twin Cities, but I've not found it on the track. You know
0: what you can play at the Ponds one? You can play Hidden Haven.
1: I've heard that. Because they've
0: typed into the LIDAR, Eagles Landing, all that stuff. So we're playing all these cool courses, courses that I've played. Like I'm playing Payne's Valley this summer, but I've played Fossil Trace, and we're playing that next week. So it's going to be dope, man. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We're 42 minutes into this pod. It's (laughs) Um, <laughs> it's got. <gotten, laughs> it's just you and I bullshitting. Apparently, is what this pod's going to be. We can't uh, see each
1: other. We just go crazy. We just
0: talk. Stuff. We're just talking it up like we're on the phone with each other here. This <laughs> yeah. is all right. Should I let you know that you have like you gave me your picks last week? We had all kinds of technical issues, but you did win for the record. Yes. So like you're five kind and four. You're five, four, and one against me right now. So it's kind of kind of bullshit, but it is what it is. Do wow. you want to zip through picks?
1: Yeah. Let's do you, it.
0: We'll try to do it fairly quickly because um, we normally would like to goof around a little bit here, but we'll try to zip through picks here and then maybe we'll, we'll go back and goof on a game or two as we go. Okay. Pat's new England, uh, new England versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is minus six. Who did you take before the night started?
1: Um, I, I'm trying to channel who I would have taken before the game started. I mean, it's Bailey Zappi. I don't think that the Patriots are trying all that hard to win. I would have taken the Steelers, and that's fair because I think I think New England's winning.
0: I had New England written down um, beforehand because Mitch Trubisky's ass, and uh, I was just thinking, man, you're going to give me Mitch Trubisky? You're going to give me six points in Mitch Trubisky? Yes.
1: Well, I will take it. You are, you are going to start 1-0 because New England is up 14-3, and that doesn't mean they're going to win, but Pittsburgh's six-point favorites. So. Can you
0: believe that 14, they've already outscored their output
1: for the last three weeks? I'm surprised it's not six weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, it's so good. All right, next one. Um, we've got Atlanta hosting Tampa, minus one for Atlanta.
1: Minus one for Atlanta, I have at two point five. So
0: basically a pick'em. I mean I have basically a pick'em. So
1: yeah. I mean Atlanta's doing some nice things, but I'm gonna take Tampa. I just think Tampa's the better team. Um
0: see I think Tampa stinks. I've got Atlanta. Yeah. They both stink. You no, know, they both stink, but Tampa stinks. Like they really stink. Like nothing's good. They're they're not good. The yeah. bad, poorly coached, and Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. I mean, they've been okay. They've hung around in some games, but I just don't think they're very good. Yeah. Rams and Baltimore. The Rams are surprisingly six and six. The Ravens are giving seven.
1: Yeah, the Rams are kind of on a heater right now. I don't know that that I like them a whole lot. The Ravens are maybe the best team in the NFL. It's
0: maybe. Possible. Yeah, maybe. Uh, San Francisco is probably the yeah. best. Team.
1: Yeah, that's true. But the Ravens really, other than the stinker they laid, who did they play? That you was could the argue Steelers? they should be they undefeated. Lost the Steelers. Well, they've they've um, lost
0: all their games in the fourth quarter with leads, so yeah. you'd argue they they should be like undefeated.
1: Yeah, I mean the Raven or the 49ers had had a real lull in their season, so that that might be where I give the Ravens a little bit of the edge. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one.
0: Rate me too. I have Baltimore as well. Seven points doesn't scare me. Uh, They're one hit from Stafford away from being just a bad team again. Stafford's what's keeping them in it. Kieran Williams looks awesome. Um, But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, I I got Baltimore covering the seven as well. At home, especially. If it was on the road, it'd be something different, but I'm going to take them at home. Detroit at Chicago. Chicago's getting three. Detroit kind of squeaked pie the Bears a couple weeks ago. Um, I'll just say I got Detroit right here. I think Detroit's going to cover the three. Um, and win this game. I think Detroit got a big win last week. I think overcoming that Bears game was a big deal to them. Um, still a little concerned about them, but I think they win.
1: Yeah, the Bears are playing a little bit better as of late. The defense seems to be okay. Um, but I think that I don't think Detroit's going to sleep on Chicago again. It uh, doesn't matter that it's in Chicago. It's a terrible stadium, terrible fans, terrible team, everything. Um, I'm going with the Lions. I <laughs> love that.
0: indianapolis versus cincinnati good win by cincinnati on monday night with jake browning really impressive um but they're one point dogs at home against indianapolis
1: it's supposed to be nasty weather did i see
0: could could be yeah it sounds like well i mean it's weird the way this winter clipper's working because we're not getting a lot of snow up here this is kind of how the el nino they say is going to work that across the southern part of the country it's going to be wetter And maybe even at times a little colder. And then that jet stream sort of meets around that Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania area. I'm not a meteorologist, but there's a chance that a lot of these December games in New York, Ohio, the new England area are going to be nasty.
1: Yeah. Um, In this case, I'm going to take the Colts. I think that they're the better team. I know the Bengals are coming off a big win. Jake Browning looked pretty good. I think that they game plan the game pretty well for him. Um, But still, I don't think they're a playoff team. This would be a really big win for the Bengals, but I'm taking the Colts. I've got
0: got the Bengals winning this game. I think, uh, I mean, yes, you'll worry about the emotional high, but I'm going to go the other way and just hope that they're kind of feeding off that emotional high for Monday night and that they come back and play even better um, against Indianapolis without Jonathan Taylor. I mean, they've played a lot without Taylor, so it's not like it's the total end of the world here, but you do wonder if it's death by a thousand cuts at some point. No Richardson. You got injuries all over the place. Steichen's doing a heck of a job. Minshew's done really well, um, but you just wonder at some point if is is it too much. And you can say the same thing about the Bengals too. Like I, I understand that. So, but I'll take Cincinnati here with a one pointer and a pick basically to win at home. Um, Jacksonville minus uh, Trevor Lawrence probably against the Cleveland Browns minus everybody. They got Joe Flacco starting at quarterback.
1: Yeah, the Browns have. have- Went from thinking the Browns were pretty good to thinking they're not very good. Um, we don't really know what we're going to get out of CJ Beathard. It's been a while since he's played games, um, but it's at Cleveland. I think that defense is good enough, even giving up three points. I'm going to take Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I got. I, I have Jacksonville. I uh, I just. I probably shouldn't. I went with Jacksonville for some reason because I, it really should be Cleveland. I think Cleveland probably will win this game, but I wrote down Jacksonville, so I'll stay with it. Um, yeah, it's a again another headless horseman game where uh, there it's it's Ichabod Crane. Like it's just a whole bunch of people you know playing without quarterbacks. So many backup quarterbacks playing right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, Speaking of that, Carolina versus New Orleans. Unfortunately, there are no backup quarterbacks. I think they're wishing the backups were playing in this one. Uh, But it's the Saints uh, giving five to Carolina. I took the Saints.
1: Yeah, I thought Jameis might be playing in this game. I'm not totally sure. I don't spend a whole lot of time breaking down this game. Um, But, you know, Jameis is a guy who's going to probably throw a pick six and, you know, another pick in there. But I'm not sure Carolina is good enough to really – Um, Turn that into a whole lot or convert on those opportunities. So even with, did you say five points? Yeah, five. I'm going to go with New Orleans, whether it's Carr or Winston.
0: Yeah, I got got the Saints too. Carolina just looks pretty bad. Like Bryce Young, it's not fair. Like some people are trying to kill Bryce Young here. And I'm not saying I've seen any flashes because I haven't. But like... Oh, I, I don't know, man. Like what what is he, what does he got? Like there's nothing there. There's nothing there to throw to. There's nothing to do there. The, the line is not good. I don't know. It's just really bad in Carolina. Really bad. Well, Houston. And
1: I, uh, oh, go ahead. I was ready to throw dirt on, on Jordan love. Not that he's a hall of famer yet. <laughs> Let's not get carried away, but Jordan love has a lot better situation than Bryce young and he's been backing up Rogers for what, three, three years. So he's a lot more mature, a lot older than Bryce Young. So yeah, I'm not ready to write the book on Bryce Young. Not even close.
0: Houston Texans. And I think that's part of the problem here is that CJ Stroud has been so good that it makes Bryce Young look bad by comparison. Uh, but Houston goes to the jets. Jets are getting five and a half from the Houston Texans who now lost tank Dell for the year. That's not a good loss.
1: Right. Um, you know this. I was in the building for the Texans game last well,
0: week. You sure were, boy. Yep. That was must have been something.
1: Yeah, it was a great game. I lost my voice yelling, and my wife hates it. I was doing this, but are you a Texans my voice. fan?
0: Are you like a uh, now a turn fan? Uh,
1: not going to go that far. Um, I thought I could maybe get there, but I found myself just kind of wishing it was a Vikings game a little bit. You know, because but the just pregame
0: mad. vibe looked better.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was great, great tailgate, great game. The Texans are legit. C.J. Stroud is legit. I mean, he can make all the throws. He's confident.
0: It's could exactly he be? The, could they what be their, you want? Could they be your AFC team? Because I always say we got to have two. You got to have your NFC yeah. team. You got to have your AFC
1: team. Yep. I thought the Jets were going to be my AFC team, <laughs> and that hasn't worked out. Um,
0: so this is the Ty Shrub Bowl. This is the J- yeah. <laughs> the Jets and the Texans
1: figuring out who uh, has my allegiances. Um,
0: you're going to pledge your fealty like John Rahm.
1: Yeah. And I just wanted, I wanted to say this on the podcast last week, but I was going to take the Texans cause I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be at the game. I'm going to be rooting for the Texans because I hate Russell Wilson. I hate him. Um, and there were, it had to be 50, 50. There were a lot of Denver fans in the stadium. It was, it was surprising. Um, but I'm taking the Texans here too against the Jets. Five and a half is not enough to scare me off. I'd be me, surprised me if the Jets score three points and you're not going to hold the Texans to eight. So, well, especially
0: uh, with all that stuff that came out this week about Zach Wilson maybe being reluctant to be the starter again, which I think is kind of nonsense. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't buy a lot of that stuff. I think that's a lot of smoke. But, and then Aaron Rodgers going, hey, we got to clean these leaks up. We got to, we got to, do this, that, and the other thing. It's just kind of a clear hatchet job by the Jets organization. Yeah. Man, Rodgers, he's a tough guy, huh? Yeah, he's tough. (laughs) And they'll be really dumb if he plays. Oh, God, yeah. Your Minnesota Vikings. Josh Dobbs is going to be the starter, they said. Jefferson's supposed to be back. They're in Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders are getting three.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders here. I do think that the Vikings play better. I think they play better specifically on offense than they did. Um, but I, something has told me all year. I don't know if it's this week, but something has told me that this defense is just hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Am I crazy to say that?
0: I don't know if you're crazy to say that. I think the defense has been good. Really like, good. Flores yeah. has done a nice job. Like uh, We expected them to be better, and they are. Flores has done a really good job defensively. Um The issue is just continuing to be the fact that I don't believe that the Vikings can blow anybody out. I I don't think they can. So they're always going to be in a tight game, mainly because they turn the ball over a ton. I mean, way too much. Two, three, four turnovers a game. You just cannot do that Uh, and win games consistently. And Dobbs, as much as he fights and he battles, and I like Dobbs, and I'm rooting for this kid, I really am, uh, he turns it over way too much. And so you you tell me I can get three points on the road for the home team, and I'm going to take it. I got Vegas as well to at least cover the three points. Maybe it's a one-point win for the Vikings, but there's just nothing in the evidence that tells me the Vikings are capable of beating anybody by more than that.
1: Yeah, and I'll give the Vikings at home against the Saints. I mean, I think it ended up being an eight-point game, but you know, it was a largely a blowout most of the game. Um, the first half was mostly a boat race, and the second half they were just kind of you know playing conservatively because they had a quarterback who was in his first full game.
0: And the coach teams. does need to figure out how to close games. Like I, I think O'Connell's a good coach. I think he game plans well. I think he doesn't.
1: You know, there's schemes lots of well, yeah. The passing well. game is impressive.
0: He does a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of things to like about Kevin O'Connell. And I think if you look at the scheme, the film, you know, whatever you're watching during the game, whenever you watch the Vikings, you feel like guys are open. Like he's he schemes guys open all the time. And they're not even that talented. You know, like without Jefferson, it's a pretty marginal wide receiver core. And they're open all the time but late in the game like he just curls up a little bit and things get a little tight and he doesn't he doesn't stay on the gas and that's a learned thing he's a young coach he's going to make mistakes and he's got to learn how to close games that's going to be the one knock on O'Connell right San Fran hosting Seattle they just played a couple weeks ago San Fran blew him out um now they're in San Francisco 10 and a half point favorites over the Seahawks Seahawks look like they're reeling Geno's dinged they're fighting, and uh, yeah. but, but I but I gotta take San Fran here by ten and a half. I'll take them to cover.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. Just you know, it's a divisional game. These teams know each other well. Like you said, they played recently. The Niners are rolling right now. Um, but ten and a half, I could big number. I'm gonna call it a backdoor cover, and I'm gonna go with Seattle here. Not not to be contrarian, but I just you know, ten and a half's a lot for a divisional yes. game with two pretty good teams.
0: Buffalo takes on Kansas city in the gotta have it bowl. Uh, I think both teams have to have this game. Buffalo needs it to stay alive, but I think Kansas city needs this game too, for confidence purposes, for, you know, for everybody to kind of feel like, okay, maybe the chiefs are all right. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to rally the troops here and figure this out and get a big win, but they're only one and a half point favorites.
1: The chiefs. Yeah. As much as watching Mahomes can be, you know, a, masterful and, and fun to watch. It's, it's been tough this year. It's been really, really tough to watch. Um, Unfortunately, Buffalo uh, has not been any better. Um, Chiefs are at home. This is a big game for the chiefs. I really think so. I really think they're the type of team who doesn't want to be the three seed. I agree. They want to be the one seed. That's really big to them in an AFC where it's very doable, right? There's not a one loss team or anything crazy like that at this point in the season. Um, I think the Chiefs do enough to figure it out. I think the Bills, uh, although desperate, um, I think that they, you know, just make enough mistakes that the Chiefs at home will be able to overcome that and and win by three plus. So
0: I'll take the Chiefs too. Yeah, I think the Chiefs win this game as well. You are right. It's a lot to watch this Chiefs team score. Like it is a clogged toilet offense right now. Like everything just is like like Andy Reid is on the sidelines with a plunger. And everything is just like maximum effort to try to like (laughs) to get the toilet to run smoothly again. It is just clogged. There's nothing happening for this offense. Uh, Kelsey and everybody's like, well, Kelsey, you know, Monday, Ryan mentioned it on the Monday pod that well, Kelsey's having, you know, maybe a down year is at the Taylor Swift thing or whatever. And it's not that. It's the fact that he's the only guy who can catch the ball. He's 33 years old, and they're bracketing him on every possession. Yeah, like they're basically saying, we dare you to throw to one of these guys. Daring you to throw it to Kadarius Tony. Because we don't believe he can catch it.
1: And, and Kelsey's running. still having a hell of a season. That's that's silly. Yeah.
0: Denver versus the Chargers. Denver's hottest team. One of the hottest teams in the league. Um, they take on the Chargers. Who won a barn burner 6-0 game against New England. Chargers are two and a half point
1: favorites. I got that Denver. Ba- it baffles me. Yeah. This is the easiest pick of the week. Denver.
0: The Chargers stink. Yeah. Like the Chargers are bad, like they're not, not a only, good
1: team. Not only are they a, we thought earlier in the year they were a good team that couldn't close games. They're a bad team that can't close games unless it's against New England.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was a that's a rough one. I got Denver winning that game. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, Dallas and Philly, the great rematch in Dallas Sunday night game too. By the way, Dallas is three and a half point favorites, or yeah, three and a half point favorites over Philly because Hertz may or may not play. Um, I don't think they know what that situation looks like. And after that ass whooping last week, I think people are maybe starting to look at some of the cracks in the foundation for Philly.
1: Yeah. The Eagles are another team similar to what I just talked about that they, they're not, they do not want the 49ers to catch them. They certainly do not want the Dallas Cowboys to catch them. Jalen hurts is going to play in this game. He's going to play well, and I'm going to take the Eagles. Interesting. I'm going to take Dallas to cover the three and a half.
0: I think Philly can win this game, but I think Dallas is going to cover the three and a half. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. But what we've come to find out is Dallas at home on the turf is just a different team. And Dak is looking for that signature. I think Dak is top three for the MVP candidates right now.
1: Yeah, he is.
0: And I think if he wins this game and plays well, it's kind of the signature game that sort of vaults you into the conversation. If he stinks here, I think that's the end of that conversation. But if he goes out and they play a great game and he wins it, I think that's a real thing. I think he will be considered in the MVP talk for sure um, if they get it. So I'm going to take Dallas. Two Monday night games, Ty. I
1: don't know how you feel about that. Love it. Absolutely love it. I, I don't like that they're there at the same time. but
0: Yeah, I wish they could do something else with that a late game or something, a West coast and an East coast game every week. I'd love to see two Monday night games. Absolutely. If they wanted to shed the Sunday night game or the Thursday, I mean the Thursday night game and just make two Monday night games. I feel like all of our problems would be solved. Right? Like I feel like Amazon could have one of them and ESPN could have the other. Of course they wouldn't want that because they want their own thing. But I i think it's a conversation. I would love to have that conversation. Tennessee versus Miami. Tennessee uh won one last week, but they're 13 point dogs to Miami on the
1: road. And they yet to win on the road, I think. I That's read. true.
0: Yeah, I don't think they have.
1: Um, by the way, Bailey Zappy is thrown for three touchdowns today. Anyway. Um Jesus. Who knew? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Miami here. Um you know on the opposite side of the spectrum, speaking about teams who can't blow teams out, the Dolphins are far from that. They'll have no problem. Um, Will Levis is not going to um, beat the Dolphins, uh, and I don't think it'll be close. So, I have 13 and a half written down. Is that what you have? 13. I got 13, but okay. yeah, yep. Easy, easy money. I, Taking the I'll Dolphins. take
0: Tennessee to cover the 13. I actually think they're, I still think they believe in Will Levis. Will Levis is showing you flashes. Um, Derek Henry's played well last couple weeks. He's run in some scores. He's, you know, been able to break some tackles again. Um, I don't, I mean, they're not going to win this game. I don't think, but I think they can hang on a Monday night and, and make this competitive. So I'm going to have them stay inside the 13 and cover. Lastly, Green Bay versus the Giants. Oh boy. Uh, Tommy DeVito looks like he's still going to start much to the dismay of Tyrod Taylor. Jordan Love starts for the Packers.
1: Where are you at?
0: Six point six and a half for the Giants, by the way. They're getting six and a half.
1: Yep. This, this one I'm struggling with. Um, not necessarily of who's going to win the game at all. I, I think the Packers are going to win the game. Um, they're playing well. The Giants aren't very good. Um, it's in New York. There's going to be a lot of Packer fans on hand. Because um, I don't think Giants fans are all that interested in this team at this point. I don't think they're just interested in supporting them. Uh, but six and a half is a lot. Um, but I'm going to go with the Packers. I think they. I think they win by. Let's say ten.
0: I got them too. I got. Uh, I got Green Bay as well. Uh, I, I'm. Jordan loves playing well. Like he really is. He's playing some good football here over the last few weeks, and not against tomato cans. On Thanksgiving right. on national TV against the Lions, he looked great. Against the Chiefs on Sunday night football, he looked great. One road game, one home game, one indoors, one outdoors. He has shown up to play. So it's not one of these, you know, one-trick pony, flash-in-the-pan type things. It's like a real, like, legit little body of work he's starting to put together here. And they're 6-6. and This is a big win for them. If they can beat the Giants, all of a sudden they're 7-6, and and the road looks like it goes to Green Bay to get in the playoffs all of a sudden. Yeah. How's that? What a weird yeah. league, man. What a yeah, weird, weird league. That's what I like. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's what you like. I mean, I guess, you know. Uh, wild day today, uh, Tyus. We've talked John Rom, hole in one insurance, um, my, my Sim Golf League kerfuffle and fantasy football picks, or I mean, in our football picks for the week. Your fantasy season's toast. I ended you uh, last and week, basically.
1: And I had a decent week. Sure did. But
0: Team Doom has been, bus, uh, yeah. Team Doom has gotten it going here in recent weeks, and it, we're tough to deal with right now. Yeah. So that's been pretty exciting. Um, as we move, as we continue to move ahead into the end of the season, like how are things? How are you transitioning into the winter months here, away from the golf's, uh, away from the golf season? How are you and what you and wife? You're traveling? Did she go with you to Houston?
1: Nope, that was a solo trip. Um, you know, I've been playing the golf simulator a lot. Um, How's your right game? Now, um, my game is good. My back is bad. And that, and that's just for me. That's just winter golf when I don't have a lot of swings. And then all of a sudden I start swinging. Uh, my back just gets sore. So like, for example, yesterday, I, we only got through eight, nine holes or something like that because my back was just, you know, after you got to start swinging a
0: little softer, you, you, you don't need to go in there and kill it full blast. You know, I know I got to kill it. That's my game, Tim. Well, I, I understand that. But in yeah, the absolutely. sim, it should be about form.
1: Yeah. Well. I'm just waiting on ice at this point. It's really frustrating. The next two weeks look like highs in the 30s and 40s. I'm telling you, this is going
0: to be one of them El Nino winters, you know. Think about this. Like, in 2020, there's a lot of people who, you know, obviously it's the COVID winter. That's all everybody remembers it as. But there wasn't a lot of snow that winter. Like, that was a very light, mild snow to the point where everybody was really frustrated by the COVID lockdowns because there was no snow on the ground in March. Like, we were ready to go play golf. Uh, in mid, in early March over my spring break, I was ready to play golf. In fact, I did play golf. I walked Oak Marsh before they locked us down. Um, and it was, I mean, it was one of them light snow winters. It was very mild. And then, uh, then obviously the last three winters, I think have been nasty and brutal and cold and snowy and horrible, but this is sort of the path. It looks like we're on our way to a fairly mild winter. Think about this. It could be January before we see any meaningful snow.
1: Yeah, well, as long as there's ice on the lakes, that's fine. I'm good with it. You can sit home for a year. It's fine.
0: It's fine, Ty. It's fine.
1: No. I have a nice fishing trip in January January 13th, and Sorry. if that doesn't happen, I will lose my mind. No.
0: I, well, lose your mind. Come on. That's a little hyperbole, isn't it? No. Couldn't you just get on a, like, a canoe or a rowboat and just go out there? If it's no, um, Yeah, you can't stay in the house and drink all day, but you can still go out there and fish. <laughs> If there is no, if there is no ice, can you get an ice fishing license still and go out there like on a canoe and just drop a line in?
1: Oh, for sure, and, and there will be ice. That there will be ice in January. It just is it drivable ice? Is it walkable ice? Can you drive an ATV out? Those are the I, layers.
0: I, I predict open water, open water canoes. You just a whole bunch of kayaks out there. That's what I think.
1: <laughs> I will not be there if, if you. If it's- <laughs> kayaking that will not would be uh, <laughs> catastrophic
0: that would be a disaster yeah do not do that i i don't want you to do that so please be as a friend don't do appreciate that. you thank you uh i don't i would say that it was great to see you but i didn't get to see you but it was nice to hear your uh, pleasing tones and i'm glad we were able to have this combo this way well done yeah you too. We, we made it work. We made it work here on the pod tonight. Thank you, Tyus. I want to thank everybody for continuing to listen. We had the recap pod. That's in the can. People can go back and listen to it. Remember Peak Cinema last week, Little Women? That's done very well. People have enjoyed that pod. We have another Peak Cinema coming up next week, The Warriors. Um, very excited about that one. That's one of my picks. I'm sure Ryan will hate it. Uh, because Ryan hates everything that's not like Viking related or sentimental chick flicks. Apparently that's the only thing he likes, Um, but whatever. Uh, And then uh, we will get into more talk. I'm sure as this uh, golf stuff starts to really take to to crystallize, Ty and I will be back on here talking more about that. Oh, goody. I'm sure we'll do that, but our golf fans like to hear us talk about those things. So we'll try to do that. So until next time for Ty, this is Tim saying, keep your head up and we'll see you.